Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Cantina MX podcast. This is Albert Campa. We're in episode 230. And I'm here with Joel. What's going on, Joel? Greetings, chiquis. Been enjoying this Pizarro novella. Oh, yeah. So he's going to Miami. He was, he's in Miami currently. He got swarmed and protected by police at the airport. Oh, I missed that. I did not, you know, I saw a video and it was only one guy. He was singing some song. He already had a song for Pizarro. And it was one guy singing and there was like three, three guys behind him with their phones. And so that's what I thought I was waiting for him. But you're saying he there was a oh, big wait. turnout. Well, I guess there wasn't a big turnout. I'm looking at the video now. It, it seems like a lot of people, but yeah, there's not there's not really uh Okay. I said, well, they need a police and he's getting swarmed. Well, he, like, he's got hey. he's got police like around. Hey, he's got police all around like he's got some huge dudes. Well, I know the owner of the club, uh, one of the owners or Went to greet him at the airport. Yeah. Man, the only thing I got to say is uh, Martin de Palacios pretty much brought up some good stuff. Putting putting like to rest a lot of what... I, I don't know if it's what Chicharito says or a lot of what the Liga Mex community, Mexican pochos, whoever fans have been saying about he's going to he's gonna get a better chance to go to Europe in MLS, which Martin says is false. He, uh, he also sort of um, well, refutes what well, Chicharito yeah. said about being... Okay, so MLS is might be more viewed... But it's on in the middle of the night, and Regal did an interview. MLS is on in Europe in the middle of the night when everyone's asleep, so it's not necessarily getting okay. Views. Take it. Hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me finish. Taking off topic here, buddy. No, but this <laughs> is like this is like the whole hype of this uh, of this Pizarro move is hype. if he thinks well, see, I, I think it's, board, salt. it's not going to happen. I think it's salt, but uh, I'll let you know why. Well, yeah, Go okay, on, okay, Chiquis. yeah, like, yeah. Let me finish, and then you can you can you can make the, the assault rifle claim to me. <laughs> um, assault so, rifle. <laughs> so, so there's a lot of hype. And I don't blame him. He's going to make money. Uh, he, he might not, uh, Tom says he's might, he's, he's might, or is probably not happy at in Monterrey fully. Um, he got called by Beckham. So all this is good stuff. But I don't think he truly believes and I don't think it's true that he's going to springboard to Europe. I think he's never going to go to Europe if it hasn't happened now. And I, and, and I, and I don't think he even has the skills to excel in Europe. Uh, also the viewership that you try to, the viewership claim that MLS is a lot more viewed in Europe. Okay. It's on in the middle of the night because of the time difference. They don't, they show it live, I guess. Uh, if they recorded it, you know, and showed it during the daytime, sometimes, you know, I don't, I don't think, you know, it would be in a de- in high demand to even take that kind of slot. But so it's on. So no one watches it pretty much in Europe. It is there, but no one watches it. And one might say, okay, that's better than Liga MX. Liga MX isn't even there. Well, is it really better? I mean, there's probably no benefit at all because no one's watching it either way. No one's watching MLS. And it's there. Liga Mex is. Why are we talking about this though? Because I'm, I'm because. But I'm, there's no need. 
I'm going behind the whole claim because of I... of of going to MLS. Like everyone's panicking, oh, everyone's, okay. and everyone's saying, and you see MLS um, outlets, MLS Twitter accounts, like yeah. sticking it in Mexicans' faces of you guys are losing oh, okay, all your players. Yeah, I, I've seen you some guys, of that. You guys, you guys, you know, MLS is growing. MLS is going to be great. Uh, even uh, our main man Walter Franco. Uh, soccer business expert is, you know, his claim has always been that in five or ten years, Liga MX is going to be irrelevant in the continent. Not, oh, yeah, not just, that... not just in Mexico. Not, in, I mean, in Mexico, obviously, not, not the case, but in the U.S., uh, Canada, and, I and see. you know, everywhere else, it's going to be irrelevant. But not that Liga MX or, or MLS is going to beat the Liga MX. Although I think he did say that. Martin also refuted, refuted that, saying that as long as the homegrown talent in MLS doesn't exceed the homegrown talent in Liga MX, then MLS is never going to beat Liga MX, even if they have all these well, see, players. Yon and I, our take is once MLS starts beating Liga MX to the top or to the to the better South American talent... Then they're gonna overtake Liga MX because that's pretty much Liga MX is a lot of those clubs rely heavily on South Americans. Okay, but the, okay, so and, the argument and, against that though would be: Are you gonna stack MLS teams with pure, purely foreign talent? Are there gonna be eleven yeah. foreigners on the pitch and no United States, no Americans at all? Because no, I don't way. think. That's the only way. No, well, it doesn't have to be the only way because if you have, you know, it's it's um, if you have a good amount, like four or five, of really good quality, they'll make a difference. No. Uh, and it's not saying, you know, it's not like the U.S. players are really bad, you know. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> but 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 we're 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 heading into a bunch of different topics here, uh, and and I think. Yeah, I, I did think uh, that Pizarro making that comment, it, it opened that up, you know, it opened that box up. And, and then the discussion's all over the place now. I think the main thing is that we're seeing right now is the league, uh, you know, you could say aggressively going after the top Mexican talent and offering them really good contracts. Which is a good thing because that means that in Mexico, um, the good players could start getting valued more because there's now another market competing for them. So if if you're a rising star in Max, teams gonna value you more because there's a league over here saying, "Hey, you know, we'll hook you up." Where you've seen, and Pizarro's one of the ones that kind of got, kind of got, um which goes into the whole Europe thing, he, he kind of got roped in where Pachuca sold him to Chivas for this huge contract. And uh, while there was no, he didn't have like any offers, once that offer, you know, once Chivas paid, it was like the reported $17 million that pretty much closed the doors. Um or made it very difficult for him to leave because that was so much money. And then Monterrey going in and paying similar. 
I think they paid 18, so they paid like one more million. That just made it like even a bit more, more difficult to go just because um, it's just a lot of money for a player of his caliber just because, and, and it goes South America is going to have players of, of of his skill level who are going to be worth like less than half. And that's, that's where, you know, that's, that's where it backfires for him. Um, but, but see, he was kind of put in this situation where it was like, it got made really difficult for him. And, and we've seen, um, if you saw the interview when he went to Monterrey, how he said he didn't have much of an option. They just told him one day, Hey, you've been sold. Said he said he just got a phone call and said, "Hey, you're no longer on the team. Monterrey bought you." And so, I think there's more transparency in MLS, and I think players are going to start preferring that, you know, where where they have more say in where they go. Uh, and so, I think that's that's that should be one of the main topics. Not <laughs> which league could get you to Europe. I don't think that really matters if you're good. You're going to end up in Europe, uh, you know, especially if you're a younger, younger player. Um, as, as far as for like Pizarro going, he could still go, man. I think we're focusing too much on the price uh, topic we'll get in, in a little bit. Well, you can take uh, a pay cut. Like even if he takes I, a pay well, cut. Well, no, not really. Well, maybe, but I'll tell you what, Chiquis. There's a thing called loan, and they could easily loan him out. And he could play a few months, uh, you know. And because if that's the thing, like, oh, I would really like to play in Europe just just to play, you know, not exactly go do my whole career. He could do it. I mean, Landon Donovan played two seasons. Yeah, I think it was with Everton, but he played in the Premier League for like two seasons. He went alone both times, uh, and he did really good. So it's not like, uh, so yeah, if Beckham could be like, hey, I could, I could probably get. My best guess will probably be like PSG. I don't, I'm guessing. I don't know what the what the rules are in France. I would say they're a bit more lax than in England or in Spain. And if they could like just you know use them for like six months or whatever, he he got to play in Europe. You know, at least he got to do that and and got it out of the way. But uh. I don't think that's his main goal. That to be like, okay, I'm. I want. It probably was. I'm. You know. It probably was at one point, but then the offers never came. Even Monterrey said we had no offers from Europe, except for like a loan deal from Russia. So yeah, the offers never really came. So I guess he was like, this is this is as good as it's gonna get. With um, with Inter, Inter Miami, you know. Yeah. So um, that, yeah, that's uh, and, that's more. Realistic. And I would say about the price, cheekies, because uh, so so I think he had a release clause for twelve million. So the re- but the release clause was only from clubs from abroad. And and see, this is where, where fans need to pay attention right here. So 
Yeah, because Monterrey is supposedly pretty salty about this. Because, you know, they weren't expecting an MLS team to swoop in and take them. You know, it, the release cost just said to go abroad and necessarily state European only, you know. Yeah. And and so I, they lost money, like, in that transaction. Yeah, I don't, I don't know too much of the, the Rayado side of it. But, I mean, I don't – I was a fan – I wouldn't be too but worried. I don't think, you know, he was like... No, 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 for the club. The club... No, I know it's a fan, but I mean, the club is still going to feel like... Feel the you, hit. You lost. Uh, yeah, you took... Especially because he, was, he wasn't there that long. What was he there for? Uh, six months? Yeah. Um, how long was he there, Chiquis? I think it was two seasons. How long was he? Maybe a year? So a yeah, year. Here. He was there one year. So, yeah, they lost... You know, they could have lost a good five, six million. Uh, <laughs> ouch. Ouch. It did happen to a titulo, so there's that. There's that. Uh, but Chiquis, we're going to... That's, that's um, Chicharo, Bella. They have Jonah and now Pizarro and Puli. I forgot. Puli and, and Puli comes in as, uh, you know... One of the top strikers, at least when he came. So, yeah, I I do think the league's gonna it's gonna start paying some close attention there. Some of their players, so those are gonna risk risk uh, losing their top talent. Which my hope is that, and it's something that I talked a lot with John, is that this this would open up more spaces for more. Um, Mexican players. And I do think if some of the clubs were smart enough, they could profit from it. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I still see, you know, the retirement stigma there. Uh, this move by Pulido or by Pizarro doesn't really <laughs> take that away. Um, I think Mar- the, the main, <laughs> the main input that I saw from Martin was that. Liga Mex or MLS is still not going to beat Liga Mex if they keep on getting these types of players without the American player. And if the American player doesn't improve, which I don't think it ever will, then MLS isn't going to make it. MLS is not going to be the top club or the top team. Well, see, why why is that the talking point though? Why is Pizarro going to Inter? Why does the topic turn into? Liga MX versus MLS, and like that shouldn't even be. be this is what MLS like, wants. This is what MLS wants, though. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, the, they're MLS, business, you know. Dallas, they, they Dallas, want... I know it's business. Dallas, they only want Pizarro because he's Mexican. They only want Chicharito because he's Mexican. Well, yeah, well, they... because they want to sell things, and, yeah. you need, and the proof is here. The proof is FC Dallas tweets. Get your season tickets to FC Dallas so you can see the Mexican superstars whenever they come to Dallas to play us. How pitiful is that? So this isn't about, <laughs> this, is, this isn't about like well, we're bringing in these good talents so our team can get, you know, titles and stuff. This is about, I'm going to get all these Mexicans who work hard in construction or whatever, and they can come spend all their dollars or, or whatever it is, man, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> or no, bank, but, but or bankers, or, and they can go spend all their money, like their whole paycheck, to come and buy ticket, buy season tickets, and we can be rich. 
But, but, you know, I've seen a difference because when the league started and they brought in all these named guys, Hugo Sanchez, uh, and then it was, it was Jorge Campos, and then they were bringing in all these older guys, um, Claudio Suarez, Luis Hernandez, Hermosillo, brought a bunch of these dudes. And Evo didn't have the impact that they expected. And they would bring in crowds. I remember when Luis Hernandez, um, his first game, and it was at the Rose Bowl, and, and a lot of people showed up, you know, because uh, Rose Bowl's pretty big. It's like 90K. And it was about fifty or 60,000 people there when I think the team was averaging under 20. So it just looked pretty impressive. As I remember seeing the game. It was boring. <laughs> they, they do this long kick, and, and Luis Hernandez runs at it, and he doesn't get to the ball, and it bounces, like, like it bounces on the ground. And I think the goalie was expecting Hernandez to kick it, and he gets stuck coming out of the porteria, you know, and then the ball just goes, <laughs> just goes over him, and then to go. <laughs> And Hernandez runs celebrating like he oh, like he scored the goal, but he didn't even touch it. <laughs> that, those are those are the early <laughs> that, years. That kind of that, that kind of summarized the you know that's a pretty good analogy for uh, what it was with a lot of these early Mexican stars uh, that and came here. Even even Rafa, you know Rafa Marquez had just a horrible attitude, man. Um. And and but I think uh, Cuauhtémoc did it right. I do think he let Choganas and then so and then like more recently you had some other dudes like uh, Cubo. Cubo was doing pretty good. He up until Vela he was the Mexican with the most goals. So that you know I think that says a lot about the attitude. A lot of the Mexicans they would come here and to them it was just yeah it was a whole retirement or I'm just getting this paycheck. And they weren't taking the league so serious. But you had someone like Kubo, who was just like a young player and, and you know, like an upstart. And he ends up becoming the, the top Mexican goal scorer. Well, he was a washout, dude. Like he couldn't, he couldn't, oh, yeah. he couldn't, he couldn't hang in Chivas, so he ends up going to MLS. Like all, all these <laughs> players we're talking about has, has a negative brings a negative light to MLS. No, Chiki said it's not that he couldn't hang. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but yeah, it is. he was accused. He was accused of rape. Oh, shoot. <laughs> he was at a party, and and this girl said that he got her drunk, that he kept giving her uh, drinks that were spiked. Uh, you know, con... Do what they were saying, con piqueto, sin piquete, or con diablo, something like that. Mm. It was like the code word. And and so, yeah, it was a big case. And it sort of messed it up because he had just returned to Chivas. And that just kind of messed him up. And and so there was a big whole investigation. And it turned out that, the, you know, uh, she, she was, she was like, like nothing really happened. She had just... I think she was just trying to get money from him. Similar to uh, what's his face, um, Oribe. I don't know if you remember the whole Oribe thing too. Uh, 
where some people wanted money because they had some compromising pictures. But he, he called the cops, and then when they were supposed to do, like, some exchange, they they apprehended the, the people. But that messed up Kubo, man. That's, I mean, that's some harsh stuff to go through. And he was a young guy, but it, it you know, at the same time, highlighted some of the stuff going on at Chivas where all these young players just kept getting wrapped up in parties and, and you know, all this, like, extra cancha stuff. Uh, Pulido crashing his car, drunk driving, and and Trophies. then you had just too much stuff, man. <laughs> Where it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, that's why the club was going through some turbulent times. Uh, but uh, I, I do think, uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I see, to me, it's petty to compare the leagues. I see no necessity for it. I used to see some of it. Way back when, I don't know if you remember, uh, way back, early big soccer, uh, but you would hear like, if you, if you like read the stuff from the Argentine fans, every time like a player went to Liga MX, like, uh, so my best example is, uh, there was a guy that went to, um, Cruz Azul. Damn, what was his name? He was, the delantero, and, and he was from Rosario Central. Figueroa. Uh, what was his name? No, he was two. They both came from Rosario. Yes. One was Luciano Figueroa. And Chelito and, Delgado. Uh, Chelito, el, chel, el Chelito Delgado. Yeah, they, and then they both ended up at Cruz Azul, and they were um, Bielsa. You know, Bielsa was big in them, and Bielsa was like, because I think he gave them the blessing. Uh, he gave them a blessing and saying, like, because, you know, Bielsa had coached in Max and he's he's not caught up in, you have to be in this league, you know, type of thing, which is very similar to Tata. Because I think Tata also gave, gave um, Pizarro, said, you know what, just if you're playing good, I'm going to call you up. Like, I don't really, you know. So, but yeah, and I remember reading the comments, and it was the whole same thing. Like, oh, he's never came to Europe now. It's retirement. Just all super negative. Super negative. Same with Hugo Rodallega, Colombian guy. And mm-hmm. in Necaxa, you know. I remember Colombian fans are mad. They, they thought he should have gone to Argentina because that would have been the better jumping point. So, I mean, I've seen these discussions before. Uh, I, I just think if you're good, you end up in Europe, man. I mean, granted, they probably won't buy them for all these millions. But if Beckham could get them someplace, even if he goes on loan, you know, it could even be a year loan. He, he'll get to go and, and at least do that and, and play, you know. Um, so I don't think it's it's out of the picture, man. A lot of times they make Europe seem like it's, this hard to reach place, but it's not, man. If you look at the number of players they're always getting, it's like, you know, and even some of the players that go and then they don't do anything. We just don't read about them because they were just there for a very little short time. But it's not like, it's not like something that is like, oh man, you made it, you know? 
Yeah. My, my, my whole point in all this is just refuting the craziness that MLS fans are, are living right now. The, the, I haven't. Like to be honest, I haven't been reading the comments. It's like the glory. From, they're going, they're having a, their glory, oh, their glory years. They're now. enjoying it. They're enjoying it. They're saying <laughs> they're going to be the best, the world beating league, the, but they're humiliating Liga Mex- oh, no, and, and no. Mexican by taking all their players that the all-star game is going to have more <laughs> Mexicans than the Liga MX all-star, all-star team. That was the uh, joke, but it's also Twitter cheeky. So, you know, Twitter, and this is something I've been wanting to touch for a while. Feel with social media, especially with like Twitter, it is changing the way that we look at football or the way we react to it. And and I know that a lot of people now, when they're watching soccer, they're on Twitter. So they're watching a game and whatever play, then they then they go into the Twitter to see what the reactions are or to try to get a reaction by posting something cheeky. So I, you know, and I think that's changing a lot. Uh, the way that people view the game and, and uh, the way they relate to it. And it's, I think it's, you know, that that's more, it's more reactionary now. It's not to see who, you know what I mean? I, I remember, um, what was the last season? Uh, I would check tweets on Chivas and the same picture will pop up of, it, it's uh, someone putting on clown shoes. And it'll be say, here we go again. Yeah. That was the same caption. And it's see a lot of the Chi hermanos posting, like just reposting the same thing. And that was like, and, and so, you know, it's it's a lot of exaggerating. Same right now going on with the whole trying to fire Tena after five games. And it's, I, I do think it's a lot of it is, has to do with just the whole Twitter. It's changing the way that, um, Review the game or we react to it. I, I so I think the whole it's kind of silly, cheeky. If we think about it, the whole well, this rivalry thing going on. Well, it's, it's no uh, different. It's business. It's yeah, different. but it's businesses. Like uh, they're gonna. That's why they're they're like meeting between Liga MX and 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 MLS, and they have the League's Cup, and they're trying to do more stuff. I mean. These guys, they're pretty smart from Liga MX. They, they kind of know what's up, man. They know yeah, where they, the market is. They're greedy. Or where the money is. Yeah, they're greedy. No, I don't think they're greedy, man, because they're cheeky, bone, man. They're boneheads, he, he, dude. You, you've mentioned it yourself that the MLS in, in many aspects is doing marketing and a lot of other things, organization and you know their social media and, and everything a lot better than the guys yeah. at Liga MX. The guys at Liga MX look right. incompetent in many areas, and and you know they're good at just getting their money, at cashing their checks, and that's this this whole partnership with MLS. That's exactly what it is. Just like some is you know cashing the checks from meaningless friendlies and and things like that. Where like I say again, the Mexican fan will go and well, pay tons of money yeah. to go watch the national team play yeah. or to go watch Chicharito. Well, that's and that's that's it. That's right there, Chiquis. It's, it's the money. You know, do we have John? Is John yeah, joining us? John is on the I line. Hear, I so can John. hear the hey, Kalachi you, Express. Do you hear the uh, the, Guys, the beautiful hum of the highway? Yeah. Yes. Uh, are you headed for some Kalachis? 
Well, I, ju- I just left the studio, so uh, I'm, I don't know if, if Kalachi's there in my future tonight or not. So no, maybe, no maybe. Yeah, so. Where were, Chiquis, where were you? Finish your thought before I lose my train of thought here. Thinking I, lost, of I, lost train of, I lost my train of thought. I, I was going off <laughs> on that. Just not a Kalachi. I was going off on MLS, that's for sure. Probably. <laughs> too much too much hate. I, I think that whole narrative, well, there's, there's too much focus being put on league versus league. It's oh, this is what pretty I was childish to me. This is what I was going to say, dude. Like, yeah, social media, you, know, you might look at it in a negative light and like see all the Twitter reactions and, and comments and think, and think it's just like hate or someone trying to have a cheeky comment. But I, I see t- I see social, social media as sort of like the next day at, at work you're at the water cooler and you're talking about, the water cooler. You're, you're talking about League MX with all the guys at work. That's that's the same thing as I see social media. Now, sure, there's an anonymity, anonymity. You're anonymous yes. to a certain aspect, so people might be more brazen and might like talk smack a little bit more with insults and things. But it's pretty much the same thing. You're just getting together in a community and discussing your interest of soccer or whatever it is. Uh, it's true. It's true. But I'm saying because of that an anonymous stuff, uh, you you get to be more more. Just more of a dick. Yeah, like, pretty much, yeah. Well, you know, there's direct insults, and then there's, you know, takes that might bother people because they're direct. And, you know, that's not they're not insulting, but they're things you wouldn't say, like like Chivas, you know, Super Chivas, look what they're doing now. They're, you know, they're they're doing horribly. Everyone's was saying they were going to be uh, the Galactic, the... Galactic Chivas and they're going to win the title. So normally you wouldn't say that. Like if you're at a water cooler and you're looking at a dude face to face, you wouldn't go and say, yeah, Chivas suck right now. No, you wouldn't. But in Twitter, yeah, you, sh- you sure would. So, so that type of thing. Is... Yeah, but, that, yeah, but, that, but that's such a mild version of, of what you're talking about. I know, but that, that's the normal thing. I know personal insults and direct insults. Yeah. That's one thing that, that's on Twitter. And you could just ignore. But I'm talking about other direct things which you wouldn't say in person, but are you know t- people would call like, oh, that's a bad take just because it hurts my feelings. It might be true, but it's against my team, or it's not the narrative I want if I'm promoting MLS, and so I'm going to call it a bad take, which is you know just not right. Just because your your feelings hurt over something that you uh, you might disagree with, but is factually correct. You know, the social media is out there, and I think that's good to know, you know, to a certain level, critical, uh, opposing arguments and, and input that's out there on Twitter. Now, insults, yeah, that's another thing. Like, if you're just going to call someone uh, and insult somebody, then that's 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 something else. And that's, like, sadly, about 90% of most of uh... I, I don't see it that I don't see it that much, but... That might be who I follow. I, I see, you know, a lot of, you know, just a lot of arguing, a lot of good discussion that, that might look as, argu- as arguments or, you know, heated discussion. Um, insults, you know, I don't really even see that too much. I guess a lot of the community that I follow isn't anonymous. They're people that have, you know, a picture to their, to their name. Um, they're not bots or, you know, things like that. Especially in the League MX community, 
but yeah, I mean, I know we've had, well, maybe in the chat, recent uh, disagreements with Martin. I think Martin on this whole MLS League MX stuff has been pretty spot on, even you know, with his. But you know what he has. But the thing, but the thing is, is that, you know a lot of people kind of have their hand in the ground. Is, is is MLS? Is it technically as sound as Liga? But but the reality is is that there are very few leagues that are. I mean, and that's just that's just telling the truth. But Liga Mekis, the way it's going, it's just it's frankly just not sustainable. And I mean, they're they're they're, they're losing more and more players, quality players, to MLS. And I think if you if you look at the the best teams roster from from an M like the best MLS team, say LAFC or Seattle, you know, and if and if you look at their one through eleven and compare them to Monterrey, who just won one through eleven, I'm willing to bet that like probably like one through seven, the guys are pretty comparable. Now the big difference is the guys that are eight through eleven, and then the huge difference is the guys that are twelve through twenty, or I guess in this case eighteen, you know, uh, you know twelve through eighteen. That that's where you see the major discrepancy. But the discrepancy you know, they, in favor of who? In favor of Liga Mekis. Liga Mekis okay. just has more depth. Yeah. You know, as, as as it should, it's been around a lot longer. You know, they're more established, and we get that. And you know, they also, you know, their 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 player pools a little deeper because, you know, they have the academies and that. I mean, you have to remember, I'm, MLS. I mean, the, the 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 team's academies are just are just they're fledgling. They're they're just starting. I mean, FC they don't Dallas, have a salary cap. They don't have a salary cap. Well, yeah, they do have a salary cap. They just, you know, some teams just don't want to spend money. So they, they have a self-imposed salary cap. You mean Liga MX? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but the bigger clubs, because some of the bigger clubs are the clubs that could afford to spend that in MLS, or they're not allowed to. So you're not gonna get like, like the big four or whatever. Like you have, uh, big four, big five, whatever you want to call it. Like you have in, uh, in most other leagues, where you have the the big spenders that just open up the wallet. So yeah, there, I think that there's teams here. I mean, I'm just going out there on a, on a whim. You could say Galaxy, LAFC, Atlanta. Throw in Seattle just for sakes, or Toronto, whatever. That if they were allowed to, they could probably make stronger clubs. But right. I think the rules here don't doesn't allow them, so they're pretty, you know. They 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 they're just it keeps them at a at another level, which is I think is something that the league here will eventually have to work with if they really do want to improve. Well, I mean, to me, the, the the big thing that MLS has to do to, in, in order to get better is they have to, you know, I mean, the college entry draft is is, is a nice thing, and it, you know, it, it's a, it's a way to for them to show some similarities to the other leagues that are, you know, the other sports leagues that are in this country. But I mean, you you, you, you can't tell me that that that's a good way to uh, fill your roster. Yeah, yeah, I see no future. You're I picking s- guys that play. 
I see no hope for United States soccer. I see no hope for MLS <laughs> to get great American players and to fulfill that 18 to 24 and compete with Liga MX or, you know, even 12 to 18, that those, those players that are supposed to not be the superstars, but be the reliable homegrown United States American players that, that, that level of talent's always going to be mediocre or lower. And that's going to be. Well, the I mean, it, it's definitely going to take a lot longer to. But I, but I do think that if, if they could get away, the, the you know the, the pay to play and the, and the you know and the same thing is happening in baseball. I mean, this isn't baseball has become extremely expensive for for kids to play. And you know, it used to be, and I don't know what it was like for you, because when you were growing up in Alabama. But when I first moved to the states, now I played baseball when I was a kid in Mexico. We used to go to a, a vacant lot. In Bosques de las Lomas, every Saturday, and we played baseball, and we played soccer, and then we did like. And when I did that for, you know, five years of my life, and then I came to the states and I played a little bit more organized. I played little league for one year, and I think it cost my parents like ninety dollars, you know, and, and plus my uniform. And now, with all these select teams and all this travel and all this. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, it is. It, it's upwards of, of you know between you know between five and ten, and sometimes uh, you know close to twenty thousand dollars a year just to play an organized sport. Well, that's that's insane. That's insane. We were, we were in baseball cards you used to get them off the ice cream truck for like fifty cents. Now it's like yeah. I mean, two dollars and, and, and fifty you look cents at, like, for, for a pack of three. Base, you look at Major League <laughs> Baseball now, and you know where it used to be. Where if you like, if you took a look at a twenty-five man roster, if there were two or three foreigners on a team, it was it was a lot. Now I'm I'm willing to 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 say that most teams are are probably more foreigner than American. You know, yeah. they're more Dominicans and Puerto Ricans and Venezuelans and you know Mexican yeah. even and 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 so you know. So the pay-to-play in baseball, baseball has- for American ex- exists, but if a, if an American team knows that in Cuba or Dominican Republic the talent is there, those guys aren't paying to play in, in those countries. They just go and pick them up because they know that's where yeah. huge talent is at. Well, to John, like I was telling Chiquis earlier, I think there's too much focus on is this league improving? Is MLS going to overtake League IMAX? And I think that's just the the wrong talking point. Exactly. I'm saying the focus should be on players like Pizarro, Vela, Chicharro doing extremely well because that would mean this league would be going after more of those players, which would improve their lot in Liga MX because now they just can't, you know, do with you like I was telling them earlier, I was telling Chiquis earlier how when Pizarro went to Monterrey, he didn't even have a say. They just told him, hey, you've been sold. Pack your stuff and leave. You're, you're headed to, you know, Rayado country. But but now if you're you're like one of the top players. Nah, dude. You, you're going to well, look over here that, and you're going to... They gave him a, a clausula that no Liga Mekis team was going to pay. But Miami was like, oh, we'll pay it. We got no problem. There you go. <laughs> yeah, but that's see, that's well, that's they the call whole, their block. That's the whole point. Though. Well, wait, wait, but Chickies, hold on. Let, let me right, go, just go, go, go. Let, 
once you have that, it's just, it's like a good thing because that means that you're going to get more and more players coming out of it, especially because Liga MX is not going to, they'll be dumb to fight it, you know. They're not going to um, to be like, okay, well, we're just going to play extranjeros uh, because even they, they're going to be also losing those as well. So they're going to have to improve a lot of stuff. That's where the competition is healthy, where it forces you to improve or make things better. But I think there's a lot of clubs that could benefit from this and say, okay, we're going we're gonna to sell players. Pumas is one of them. I know they're going back to work in their youth. Pumas at one point was the top. And when you talked about youth, uh, you know, producing the top talent, they were all coming out of UNAM. And I know they're, they're working on that again. And it's like, if you see the numbers of some of the players that have left, Pulido for 10 million, Pizarro for 12 or 17 or whatever. I mean, you know, you Pumas, you sell two or three of your Canteranos. You, you think of the team they could build, <laughs> you know? Yeah, but... So, I mean, I think we're focusing on the wrong stuff, man. Well, no, no, you're, you're, well, you mentioned you mentioned the wrong stuff, though, man. You, you said we're they're focusing oh on 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 Mexicans fans, selling. And, fans are focusing. No. Well, who's who's focus, Who who did you say is focusing on Mexicans excelling? The fans, because they're the the fans, because they're saying no, oh, MLS is retired. They they're just thinking like uh, MLS versus Liga MX or no. is, is well, this well, retirement you, league or no, that's, this. That's something else. Like, that's something else. You said that that we should be worried about Mex. We should be concerned or, or be watching Mexicans and hoping that they excel and that they do well in MLS yes, because on the pitch. Yeah, that but, too, because that that opens more opportunities. Okay, but the sad thing is that MLS that could very well be secondary to what MLS wants these Mexicans for. MLS wants Chicharito and all these Mexicans. Not necessarily to win a title, but to sell jerseys and to sell tickets and to sell season passes and to make tons and tons of money off of Mexicans in the United States. That is the main motivation for getting Pizarro, for getting Pulido, for getting Chicharito and all these guys. Why on earth would Miami, the South American capital of the world, want to think that Pizarro is going to be their center? Because to, Mexicans will so, go yeah. and watch it. Because Mexicans living in Miami and or, and around will go and watch that game. Will go and watch Pizarro. Mexicans, Pizarro, Pizarro's Mexican, yeah, right? So Mexicans are going to go and watch it. But there's him. a lot more South Americans in Miami. But there's a lot more South Americans in Miami. Yeah, sure. Uh, I would be willing to bet there's a lot... There's plenty of Mexicans to make tons of bank off of. Uh, Their end all be all was to, when was Mex- to sell tickets. Yeah, when Mexico Why plays Earth, Moleros, and, they pick up an- when Mexico plays Moleros, they go to Miami, and they you know they get a pretty good crowd. So that's one of the spots as well for Mexican national team. So just because you know we typically think of Me- of Miami as oh South American or Cuban, Puerto Rico and all this stuff. Well, there's tons of Mexicans there as well. Tons. That's like the vacation spot for Mexicans to go to Miami. Yeah, but I mean, again, I mean, I mean, go think of of, of a Mexican player yeah. to build my marketing campaign around. Rodolfo Pizarro is not. That's true. Yeah. Well, well, Pulido's in Kansas City. Pulido's over there in. Uh, uh, again, a guy. Who? Who? What Mexicans live over there? Obviously, tons. And and they're hoping to bank off of it. 
Yeah, but po- popularity-wise, Pizarro's not on the top. He's not one of the top and popular neither, guys. And neither, neither is Pulido. Yeah, that kind of discredits you a bit there, Chiquis. No. Nope. I'm saying Pizarro's not MLS a top. already went. Pizarro's not a top attraction. Chiquis. Pulido just won the scoring title. He's like he's no, they're, not. They're they're, they're not, two of the top Pizarro guys. They're level. two of the top Mexicans, and they're and they're and they're Chivas. They're from Chivas, the top club in the top Mexican club in you know arguably if you if you're a Chivas fan. Pizarro's played for four clubs for four clubs. Yeah, it doesn't matter. He he played for Chivas. He's he's you know he's won a title with Chivas. He's beloved Chivas by Chivas almost like Mati. <laughs> Oh, oh dang! Now, now we can. Okay. okay, we can. Why, disre- why we gotta go there, man? We don't have to go there, but that, I mean that we can we can agree, but we don't have to go there. He is a huge. Well, star. I mean, Pizarro is a huge you, star. And and when I think of like bringing in Ramirez and, and Jorge Campos and and Luis Hernandez, then I, I, I kind of see your point. Hugo yeah. Sanchez, I saw him. And I saw him play for Talisman. Scored a Chilena. Scored a Chilena. Oh man, <laughs> he delivered! Yeah, it was it was incredible. It was yeah, it was incredible. I couldn't believe it. I was still like, you know, the weird thing was that the dude sitting in front of me, he was his name was also Sanchez. Believe man. <laughs> but you know, you have to remember. I mean, Diego Alonso was was uh, was uh, Rodolfo Pizarro's coach. Yeah. So that's what we pushed. That's what pushed for him. Yeah. I don't think it you was that come. And, 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 no. Or John, John, do you think Beckham was watching from his comfy home in England or or, or Paris or wherever? You think he was staying up and watching uh, Liga MX stream? Liga MX is on the Pirata feeds on the Roja He's like, I think this Pizarro guy would be just perfect for our. Yeah, the guy that the guy that didn't play in the in the World Cup or the Gold Cup. These guys, oh, are analyzing, these guys are analyzing and studying the Mexican market. They know what is up. They know what what is trending in Mexican soccer. So based off of that, they they might even yeah. Not but I mean, know again, if, I mean, right if, if, if you're going to do that, then then go get the go get the marketable. Yeah, well, they got, didn't even go to it's the World Cup. Market. They got they yeah, got to yeah. stay. I mean, he's they're not going to bring not a marketable work, guy. He's a good player, but he's but he's not. I mean, how many? He's, How many he's, billboards he, or posters do you see he, of Rodolfo he, Pizarro? Yeah, he's the he top. took a one-legged geo to the World Cup he's over the, Pizarro. He's the best marketable guy <laughs> they're they're going to ever be able to get. No, Chiquis, come on, man. They're not getting no geo. They're not getting Raúl Jiménez. They're not getting uh, uh, who else is over there in uh, Europe right now. So what does that say they're about Liga Mexis that when when MLS cast Gio Dos Santos away? Because that dude's that dude's over there. He ends up at at, at, at America. So, so, so where's the retirement? Oh, <laughs> they dude. paid him to leave, Chiquis. Yeah, he's 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 like post he's like post post retirement now. That dude's that dude's done probably. I mean, you know, you know, he's like uh, Rafa went to MLS, right? Didn't he go back to At- Atlas to play for like a couple of games or something to like finally? No, he, he, he went to, he went to Italy. He went to oh. Italy before he went to Leon. Okay, no, it's so Pachuca. Go. Didn't he go to Pachuca and then no, Leon? No, he went to he went to Verona. Oh, and then he and then he went to Leon. Okay, and then so he went to Atlas. So you got your MLS retirement league, and then you got your farewell visit back to Liga MX. That's pretty much what that is. So Rafa retired in Liga MX. He didn't retire in MLS. He retired in Liga. MX. He he retired in MLS. 
Chicharito's going to retire. In Liga MX. He no, he retired. Rafa, is, is Giovanni is true? retiring in Liga MX. Rafa retired. Is, is what, what's, what's, the right there, no, what's the real that's retirement? No, that's what I'm saying. It sounds like it's Liga MX to me. No, wrong, wrong. <laughs> Rafa, well, where did these guys retire? When listen, they listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. Rafa retired in MLS. He retired in MLS, and he's doing he was, his farewell. He, he played five more years after he retired. He's doing so his how, farewell, he and he's doing his farewell in Liga MX. He retired. But, but he, Chicharito but he for five more years. So retires retire? from <laughs> Europe to MLS, and then eventually, I, I doubt it, he might do yeah, a farewell in Chile. He's going to retire in Liga MX. He's farewell in Liga MX. Oh, it's a farewell. The same, the same with all these other players. He's calling it a farewell. Look at Cuauhtémoc Blanco. Cuauhtémoc Blanco, how many farewells did he have for the national team? That's the same thing. Yeah, and he went to MLS, and then he retired. You can cut back. No, to I'm talking to the national team. Retire? National team. National team. He went to uh, Puebla or Chiapas. Had like a farewell or retirement from the Puebla, national team. Puebla was his last club. And then he and then he went yeah, to somewhere. He went. To, he went play no, in the second division. I'm talking about the national yeah, he team. He played like he three, three or four years. years. I'm talking about the national team. He played three team. or four years after his MLS. So once yeah, another, another example, of somebody who retired in, in Liga MX. So I yeah, have a hard time believing that the MLS is a no, retirement league. You guys are trolling. When all these you guys, guys are trolling. Trolling. You guys are trolling. We're giving. You're giving you're being, I'm just giving you're, you the facts. You're being, I'm just giving you the facts. You're being facetious. Those are, those are facts. You're being facetious. <laughs> well, yeah, I have Chiki's, a hard time believing the facts. Don't care about your feelings. Five Chiki's. years after they played in the league. How, no, how I, I agree. Those are facts. I agree. Those are facts. But you're your categorization of those facts is wrong. I just explained it. What? If you're, if you're in Europe, you're, yeah, at the t- you're at the top of your game. Where do you go next? You go to MLS. So you're retiring. Chicharito just no, you're just not. playing. Ex- he said it multiple times. You're MLS is a retirement you're, you're league. You're cashing in. So you're he, cashing in. Yeah, you're cashing in for retirement. So you retire. You go to a lower level league. And then eventually you'll do a nice thing to your country. And you'll go back and play in Mexico and say, okay, Mexico, well, see, I was born is, here. This I, is a thing. Because, I started here. Now I'm going to give back to you and I'm going to play – like you said, John, not just one year, but maybe two or three years. I'm going to do so this. I'm going to be some like Rafa did. Rafa, five like years, whatever. Chiquis, and I'm going to have some beer belly gut, like Guatemala did in America. And he's no, going to play his can. last. And he's going to play, you know, his last five years, what? two years, three years, like six years, however long. Chiquis, and he's going to be Chiquis, doing. So he's going to retire in Liga. Chiki sounds Russell. Chiki, you I'm, could. I'm you know what? You 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 could retire in Europe too. Yeah, you can. Because you have the players that yeah you can. Because yep. all these players that are in the top teams, and then they, they end up having China. to play. Didn't to, uh, shop not China? The... No, just go to like a mid a mid table or even lower table team. Yeah, I mean, look at Raúl. Yeah, played for how many years in in Real Madrid? They cast him aside. He ends up playing like what six or seven years in in Germany. Yeah, playing in the Bundesliga. It happens everywhere. Hugo Sanchez returned after MLS. He went to Austria. He played in Linz. So, I mean, there's a lot also, of players that, like, uh, I think, who was it? Uh, so Christian Vieri. Christian Vieri, he ended up going to. But like, you see, like, in Italy and even in Spain, look, look at some of these top players that they'll end up in the smaller teams, you know? In, in the mid-table or low-table teams. Uh, and, well, guess what? They're not getting a lot of money. So a lot of those guys, of course, if, if they're marketable here and they'll be like, 
will pay you this much. Then they do come over here. Um, but but a lot of them end up retiring in Europe. Yeah, you can retire in Europe. You can retire wherever. No, I mean, you can, I think we make it a big deal thinking over there that, you know, you have to be this good because we're only thinking about the top three, top four clubs of the top leagues. But if, if you see the lower teams, they're usually not that good or not that strong. The Liga MX would routinely beat out a lot of Liga teams for South American talent. They don't they, have the money. They, they, they got to... What was this guy? I don't know if you remember him. Uh, you probably will, Jan, because I think he ended up going to Pumas. He was a Bolivian. He was supposed to, he, he had like the record for most goals. Oh, Botero? Like, yes. And, and he ended up coming to Liga MX, if, if I'm not mistaken, to Puma. But I think this, this, uh, they beat him out. Uh, oh, was it Tecos? Tecos got him? Tecos was not even around, Cheekies. And they paid more money for him than this, this team from Spain. Uh, I forgot the name of it. But it was well, one I of mean, the I mean, most teams, lower teams. You know, aside from like the big five or six, I mean, those teams, they just, they don't have the kind of money to spend on players like that. It just, it just doesn't, it just doesn't exist. They don't have the budget. Yeah. And, and, and you know what they would, Chickies, I don't know if you remember, but even, even, cause I would, I used to keep track of like a lot of the transfers, even, even South Americans. You'd be surprised how many would be on loans. So I think what happens now, and this goes back to what I'm telling you with this whole social media, because we focus on, on just, on, on, on very little. And, and I think that's part of it because we're seeing just how it is with the, with the top clubs, with the very big clubs. And then we forget what it's like with the rest of it. Like, you know, each league has about 20 teams, but we're only talking about the top three, top four that are owned by like big billion dollar, you know, owners. Uh, a lot of those teams aren't even owned by, they're owned by like foreign companies now, like, uh, you know, oil companies and whatnot. Uh, but but the, the real clubs, uh, the, the true clubs, the ones that are, you know, from, from their origins, those dudes are, yeah, they're pretty broke, man. <laughs> They're getting players on loan or or whatever they can get, man. They'll take whatever they can. Yeah, I don't mean to diss MLS or call it a retirement league or denigrate it or anything. But in the, I, I recall years ago where American fans and MLS fans would rag on Mexico and Liga MX. And Liga MX and Mexican fans would stand up to that and refute their false claims. Now, many Mexicans are joining the opposite side of this whole argument and coming up with these weak claims uh, promoting MLS over a bad Liga MX or a Liga MX that's collapsing or that's you know going downhill. Well, I don't necessarily think Liga MX is collapsing, but I do think that they need to... You know, it, every time I hear someone like Martin... Or someone, you know, talking, just, just laughing off MLS. The, all, all I can think of is Vasco Aguirre 
the night before playing the USA. These guys don't play. Don't, they don't. They don't. They don't do anything. Don't even worry about. It. That's all I can think. of. Just, just pretend like, like they, like they're not doing anything. Was that a quote? That's from, what I think of when I hear people laugh off. MLS. MLS or U.S. national team. Well, and I need to see a quote on that. I'm, I'm, I'm making a comparison. I'd need to see a quote. Not that, not that I don't think. Not even just Vasco, but the whole, like other, the whole squad of Mexican players had sort of a, an air of superiority over the the United States national team in 2002. Uh, so yeah, that definitely that definitely existed. I mean, I mean, MLS MLS is throwing down the gauntlet. Not only are they, are they, I mean, how on earth could Liga Mekis allow the, the four or five best Mexican players to play in North America and not play in the Yeah, that's, and I think that's what I mean, that, that is a massive advantage of Liga Mekis. Yeah. I think that's what a lot of the Mexicans are hating, you know, they just don't want to admit it. They yeah. get it. They're being overly competitive here. Well, no, I, but, uh, you see, it, but the, the, the sad thing is, and I'll repeat it again, is they don't it's like a cash cow they're not using them because oh yes i really want to you know a mexican player they know their market so they want to make money and that's sort of like insulting Chiki, I, to the mexican player I to think the mexican that's fan but, but, that, that's, but that that's is such a, yeah it, they tried it and it, it failed they they because fans won't go if if the player's not competitive if it's not helping the team play good, if it's not helping the team, you know, fight for championships, they're going to stop going. And it happened with a lot of these players where, and, and I told you the example with uh, Luis Hernandez. People went to that first match. It was about 50, 60 K. That's another era, Went dude. to the stadium. That's really not applicable. No, it's... That's, it's, a, that's a whole other era. That? It's whole still other, applies. It's, a whole it's other the generation. same thing. It's the... It, you see it in Mexico too. Look at Roque Santa Cruz arrives at Cruz Azul. That's you a, that's, go see him, man. He's he's always hurt. People that's, stop that's, going. That's a whole, no, that's a whole other generation, it's, also, man. It's, no, okay, it's, look, it's look, still Roque Santa Cruz was just like two years ago, man. It still applies. No, Chiquis. that was like these, seven these years teams, ago, dude. These teams are not gonna put all that money because you think they're gonna recoup it in t-shirt sales and at the gate. Because that's not how that's it's going to work, exactly man. That's exactly how it is, dude. The, the fans aren't good. Not, with, not the way football now that you they can admit see. They Chicharito admits it. Any league on TV. He never said that. That's what he's... Yeah, yeah, he said yeah, he's he does. going to Ch- win. Chicharito said, I'm, to I'm win. there to sell tickets and sell t-shirts. He said exactly so that. Chicharito admitted it. He, 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 he said admitted. that those <laughs> words came out of his mouth. Exactly. He said, <laughs> I am... Those words came out of his mouth. Yes. yes. He said, I am there. You watch. you watch Naked Humans or no? He said that. He not only he said that. Not only he said that, but that that his said, homie, his homie he, said. He that. said, "I'm here to sell T-shirts." Exactly. Sell T-shirts. How many that exactly. clip, cheeky? Exactly. How many that, that, that exact clip? quote came out of I think if he had said it, we would have been. He said he would have been bigger am, than the whole. He said, "I am there for." Everyone knows it's common knowledge. I don't know why you guys are surprised. He said, "I am there for marketing." His homeboy, the life coach, said, "Yes, you are there for marketing. It's it's common knowledge. He is there for money." This is no surprise. This is something that that's different. Now, let me let me explain the generational thing that I'm t- telling Joel. Well, how how is that any different than uh, Cristiano Ronaldo going? It's not. It's not. Okay, so back in the day when you're talking about uh, 
I'm sorry, what did you say? I said it's not. It's, there's no difference. <laughs> okay. So what's okay. so why are we bagging Chicharito? Why are we bagging Cristiano Ronaldo? For because going to Juventus. Because what for, for going to J- Juventus? Yeah, yeah. Well, 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 if it's if it's for because marketing, he's, because he's competing. Why, why isn't? Why are, he's, we, he's, why are we crucifying Cristiano Ronaldo? Because he's competing. Serie is not the top three. No, Serie yeah, he could still, not, he could still very know. well go to champions. champions I mean, Serie A is like, still it's, like, like it's nothing of what he used to. He still competes. We're talking, we're talking apples and oranges. You're talking MLS. You want to compare MLS to to Europe, European clubs? Okay, so let me explain. This is also a negative on Mexico please, as, please a quality, as a quality of life. Like, like long time Mexicans have wanted to, you know, go to Disneyland or vacation to the United States, go to Miami, go to New York City. And now it's becoming a reality of, yes, I'm going to leave Mexico because quality of life is better in the United States. Because Hollywood, because Miami and the beaches and everything. And it's sort of a diss to your own country saying that there is a less... And I have no problem of saying, yeah, sure, you're going to get robbed in Mexico City or, you know, there's narco trouble. I have no problems with saying that. But that's a diss saying, okay, yeah, I'm gonna, sure, more players are going to leave to the United States because the quality of life is better, because the money is better. And, and at the same time, you're saying, well, Mexico, you know, it's not what the monsters? ideal... What not, monsters? It's not the ideal place to live. It's not the ideal place. And, and you know why? All these fans that are loving it, that are loving MLS, they're Mexicans, they're pochos that are living in the United States that have done the same exact thing. Well, if not themselves, their grandparents or their parents have done the same exact thing and left Mexico for a better life. And so they understand that. The the difference is in certain moments you can have pride and you can defend Mexico and your country that you don't live in anymore because someone says, oh, in Mexico it's hostile and they throw batteries and bags of urine. And then all of a sudden you come all higher, <laughs> you come all high and mighty, saying, "How dare you insult my Mexico?" So it's sort of hypocritical to see all these Mexican MLS fans and loving the the, ML, the Mexicans come to MLS and you know accept saying that that Mexico is a lesser place to live and and you know there's crime and all this stuff and and then and then hype up you know. Uh, a foreign league that's a rival oh, to man. the ones you're trying Whoa. to defend, as far as your culture. So it's just, it's just, it's just interesting. I, I you know, I have no problem with MLS. You know, I'm glad that these guys are here, and that's I'll, very I'll, apparent. I'll, I'll, I'll go and watch, and you know, <laughs> do whatever. But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go and height and and agree with all these MLS fans and all these, and it's not just like Twitter fans. It's MLS articles that are praising. And, and predicting MLS rise to the top and, and soon to you know beat Liga MX teams in a, on a regular basis. Well, I'm I'm, I'm uh, I just wanted to say two things because I'm I have to be going soon. John, I don't know if you heard us earlier. I feel that uh, if Bex promised Pizarro Europe. I think he, I could see something similar to when Donovan was sent to EPL on loan, you know. So I could see that happening. And you have to sell him. No team has to pay twenty million. Well, it's going to be or, up to Pizarro for that. Whatever. Yeah, but I'm, I'm guessing he would be willing. Just if he has that spina clavada of like, how could I, you know, how would I've done, or or just to have played in whatever league. And then the second one, I would like to know what you guys think of what its impact will be 
going to be sort of like Vela, where he's carrying the team and making them exciting to watch or, or just doing good stuff. You know, we're seeing highlight reels every other week. Or is he going to be a, you know, is he going to be a dud? Uh, honestly, I, I just don't know because I just don't know if he's been a consistent enough performer, mm. you know, to be put on that level. I mean, Bella for how many years was the third best player in La Liga? Yeah. For, for, for two or three years? Yeah. When, uh, like around 2013, 14, 15, where, you know, outside of Messi and Ronaldo, there was no one better in La Liga. Well, the take is, the, the, you know, the hot take and Chiquis is going to like this, is that because MLS is so weak, uh, Pizarro, a guy like Pizarro should just, you know, no. pretty much walking. I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> you want me to give me, you want me to give me my <laughs> prediction? But do, yes. I want your hot take. Okay, but let me let me bring in a like a sort of a side topic with this prediction. Since I played soccer growing up, not maybe not professional, I have sort of like a, a unique insight where a non soccer player <laughs> or non or a non soccer player wouldn't have such insight as a analyst. You know, this is going towards uh towards the uh, Rafa Puente sort of drama that went on. But but let me let me let me get back to the topic. So Pizarro. I think he's going to he's going to have highlight reels of dribbling through and around players but his decision making at the very end of those plays is going to be suspect. He's he's probably going to get a lot of good assists and maybe some good goals after dribbling through a, you know a wealth of players but there's going to be a lot of bad passes towards the end as well. Um, he doesn't have the left foot and the scoring accuracy and capabilities that Vela does so I don't see him being a Vela. Um, he has just the dribbling and maybe holding the ball too long type of talent which, you know, can get some good highlight reels, but then towards the end, of the, you know, he's going to run out of space at the end, hit the end line, go out of bounds. You know, there's going to be some of those types of things, um, you know, which is going to be, it's going to come up short to what Vela, Vela does. That's my prediction. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, they're different players. Yeah. You know, he's, he's not a goal scorer. He's not a playmaker. So, you know, I mean, I, I mean, I, if anything, he's a facilitator. Uh I mean, like I said, I mean, I think it's really going to depend on on who's in front of him and who, uh, you know, as Chiquis points out. You know, but uh, I mean, uh, to me, it's, you know, with the new team, you, you just don't know. Cause, I mean, you know, he's going to go with guys that have never played together before in their lives and, you know, try and figure it out over the first, you know, first six weeks, two months of the season to see where they are. And, uh, I mean, I hope it works out for him. I mean, uh, see, this is what I'm, the thing I'm never about, about about Mexico fans. I mean, don't you want school players as possible? Play was a part-time player at Monterrey. He didn't play every game. You know, they're, they're so they have too many. Monterrey and their teams are teams that have too many players. They don't have enough positions to go around. So they have to rotate players. So I, I think the, the, that consistency, I think, is going to help them a bunch because recently at Chivas, yeah, and and he was, a, and he scored a lot of gigantic goals. Chivas won two titles while he was there, and if I'm not mistaken, he scored goals both the Conca Champions final and also in the final. 
Pizarro. So, so he, uh, you know, I, th- I think that, that that will definitely having that consistency, which he didn't have in Monterrey. But, uh, you know, and, and again, you know, it's like, you know, people are right now are, 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 are squeezing the rosary because Chucky's not playing in Europe and Edson uh, Alvarez is not playing in, in, in Ajax. You know, go down the list. Oh, my God, they're not playing. Yeah, because there's only like six Mexican players, 60 Mexican players. Let's have 50 Mexican players. Cut out. I'm with you there, John. I'm with you there. Um, I mean, I would love to see like like the LAFC is going to play Leon in a Champions. What matchup? How, how exciting is that? Gonna be? Yeah, that's a big one. It is. It is, and I think right, I took you know, right too long. Now, and... Team that had the most team that had points in MLS last year. What a great matchup! How exciting is that? And there's going to be a Mexican at the center of it. And the Mexican at the center. <laughs> oh. oh man, yeah, yeah. And you know what? They might have another one um, if they wanted to, I guess, because they just let go of a player. They open up like a roster spot. I don't know how these rules work, but uh, I'd be surprised if they didn't go after, you know. They need something. They need something extra there. If they plan on challenging again. But uh, on that note, caballeros, I uh, I leave you guys. Um, I haven't even gotten to the kolaches yet. We, I know, I know. We we we're supposed to start at seven thirty, and then that we ended up starting late. So sí, that, pero siete y media. We ended. Yes, I- <laughs> you stayed over your time, though, man. That's good. <laughs> I did. I did. John came, and I, I couldn't leave yeah. once uh, John joined us. But yeah. Baby duties, man. Gentlemen, so, hasta la próxima. All right, man. Later. All right. You're still... What was that? You're cutting out. I think your signal might be cutting, might be weak or in your current location. So we're losing John over here. Joel is left, and I guess I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna merge into some Liga MX talk. Because we have on our chat Cesar Quintero, who was complaining. Too much talking about MLS. Luis, thanks for listening. Makes a comment. Uh, XFL is literally outselling MLS and MLS stadiums in the first week. Oh, interesting. I don't even know what XFL is, some type of football. Cesar says, just ignore MLS. It's why they get so much hostility from Liga MX fans. We're sick and tired of hearing about them. Good luck, guys. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that's that's probably the problem here is the ignoring of MLS 
fans and media is not happening on my part. And I feel they need to put them in their place. But anyway, this weekend on uh, Liga MX, we have San Luis León. San Luis got beat by Pumas uh, last last week. So Jornada 6 coming up also on Friday. Sholos, oh, Monarcas plays Sholos. Then, then on Saturday, we have Pachuca, Puebla, Toluca, Pumas on a Saturday afternoon, which is going to be great because we get to watch Pumas uh, playing away, so not the Sunday typical game. And then right after that, we have America and Atlas. And then after, well, actually at the same time, we have Monterrey Juarez. So three games that are going to be really good. And then the nightcap evening game, Chivas Cruz Azul, which is probably the biggest game of the evening possibly I, I really want to watch that Toluca Pumas game though Toluca had a, a tough game against I believe Pachuca and they ended up tying recently uh, Pumas is doing well let's look at the table Pumas is in second place Leon is in first America's in fourth Cruz Azul is in seventh Tigres is in eighth Monterrey Monterrey is all the way down in last place, and they just got rid of Pizarro. We uh, also have on Sunday, Necaxa against Querétaro, and then the final game, which should be a good one as well, is Santos against Tigres. So it's going to be another pretty good Saturday evening, and even on... uh, the super leader on Friday night, we're going to see Leon probably be able to handle San Luis. San Luis is um, not doing too well. They're down in 12th spot. Uh, Chivas, we want to note, uh, Juan mentioned a little bit of the heat from that uh, uh, Flacotena is getting at Guadalajara. So they're in 10th spot. They're supposed to be Super leaders, they're supposed to win two titles in a row. Uh, the Galactico Chivas, and and so they're a bit disappointing start to the season. Uh, Tigres, you know, they're in eighth place. This is sort of typical for them. They did actually pretty good last week. They beat Chivas 3-0. Uh, pretty good match, spanking them. Uh, America. Oh, you're back. Yeah, it's amazing how uh, the Chivas Doblete talk just kind of calmed down after. <laughs> yeah, that. Uh, I didn't want to say anything yeah. that that was going to happen, but I sort of had a, had a sense. After that. I was waiting for it to happen. I was waiting. So they went from we're gonna we're gonna win two. Well, we're gonna win two titles. So now the coach has to go. The coach has to go. Gotta get. Yeah. It was just so much hype, so much hype, and you know the team was supposed to come out of the come out of the gates rocking and rolling. Always. And... Right. They first match. Whereas uh, Pumas, Chiquis, have, haven't lost. Yeah, so Pumas is, uh, they've won three and tied two. Yeah, yeah Pumas is playing well. I'm actually, I'm, I'm a little more uh, bullish on Pumas than I've been in a while. I think that they have a, 
a real good chance to not only make the Liguilla, but at least make it to the semifinals, which is which would be great. Uh, you know, they finally have they have a good defense, they have a good scoring punch. Uh, they, a couple of those youngsters are really good. Uh, it's uh, an, an, an exciting group of players they have. Are these you know, they, they play Toluca. Are these new signups so it, com, it, it, um, coming, doing well? The new uh, call, uh, refuerzos that they get? So the, the Colombian guy, the kid. And yeah, no, they're doing well. Yeah, you know, they go down one zero and it was over. But uh, no, they've they've they played. Like they're ready. Yeah, so they're in. They're in second spot with eleven points. Uh, Juarez, surprising. Oh, yeah, these away games. You're cutting out. So yeah, the Toluca away game. They have. Uh, Away home against Monarcas and then away Tigres home against America in four weeks. That's going to be the big one. Oh, I see John lighting up his little icon, but I don't hear. I don't hear him. So I guess I'm going to thank, uh, thank you guys for listening. Thanks, Cesar and Luis and everyone else who was listening on the, uh, on the podcast today. Uh, I think this, this pretty much does it. Uh, one other topic that I sort of mentioned earlier was the Rafa Puente Jr. drama where he got a little bit upset, sort of like a Neri Castillo type of anger. <laughs> on the press conference and insulted journalists. He wanted to stab, make a get a jab at the journalists, and this caused outrage from the journalist end of things, and uh, and a lot of drama, a lot of especially on uh, Tudene, uh, Mark Crosas, uh, and all those guys on the panelists just spending minutes and minutes and minutes talking about Rafa Puente Jr.'s statements saying that he was wrong, saying that he shouldn't be saying all this stuff, and then he eventually apologized somewhat. Uh, so, typical drama. Always fun to watch. John has just left. He's on his way home from uh, doing work up there in Dallas, I believe. And uh, and so we'll go ahead and close this episode of the Cantina Mekis podcast. Welcome. Uh, I want to thank Joel and John for joining the great discussion we've had and thank you guys for coming along. We'll post this on our, all the podcast centers and locations where you can download and listen offline. And we will talk to you guys later. Have a good evening.